The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of the Belmont Media Center or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Welcome to the Hopeless Fancast, the podcast that loves fans as much as fans love pop culture. I'm your host, Eileen Maxson. Before you listen to our show, be pre-warned. There will be spoilers. For today's episode, we will be talking about Stranger Things. Now, the main characters of Stranger Things are kids, so I thought it might be a good idea to have someone who is their age in our studio to talk about the show. So here we are with Josette. And Josette is in middle school and she loves Stranger Things. Yes, I do. Hello, Josette. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the program. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. The first question that I ask everybody, what do you love about Stranger Things? Well, uh, it has great characters, awesome story. So who's your favorite character? My favorite character is probably Eleven, just because, like, she is just really awesome, and she's quiet, like me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about Millie Bobby Brown, who plays her? Millie Bobby Brown, I think she's really brave, because to get the um, role to play Eleven in season one, she had to shave all her hair off, which that's a hard thing to do if... You have long hair or any hair. Stranger Things can be kind of scary. Do you find it scary? No. Not at all? Not really. Uh, there's some parts where it's kind of like a jump scare. It's like, ah, but mostly it's just, it, it, it builds up a lot of suspense. And then there's a huge climax. And there's some parts that are just really intense, like when Bob gets eaten alive and or when Barb is being chased by a demogorgon yeah those are pretty scary not scary intense intense there you go so you mentioned the demogorgon what do you think about it i think it's all evil and it wants to kill us all okay (laughs) it's a very unique kind of monster i've never i've like thought of like monster ideas and most of like the ideas that people come up with are like hybrids of like animals and they have traits of animals but the demogorgon is actually very unique it's hard to understand exactly like what the demogorgon is and where it came from and how it works like it has no eyes like how, how does it see and when it opens its face it's like a flower it's just weird (laughs) (laughs) it's like a combination between like a bear and a venus flytrap kind of yeah i remember when uh in the first season when like joyce was like describing the demogorgon creature to like jim hopper and like everybody thinks are you sure it was a bear or whatever and it's like it's not a bear it doesn't sound at all like a bear how could you mistake that for a bear it's like if it is kind of bear-like in a sense, but you wouldn't mistake it for a bear. If you had never seen Stranger Things and you saw a Demogorgon, what would you think it was? Uh, I would think it was like some like cosplayer who <laughs> who got some weird idea 
about like I'm gonna make a scary monster suit that is like a slimy brownish purple color with like a like when it opens its face it looks like a flower on the inside it looks like the inside of a fig with a bunch of seeds that that's actually a pretty uh fig or pomegranate you know yeah that's a that's a pretty good thing it's like a, a deadly fig a deadly where fig. all of the seeds are teeth it's like i never want to eat that fig nope <laughs> What did you think about the the big bad in season two, the Mind Flayer? Very interesting. Um, it was really interesting how like the Mind Flayer is kind of like a hive mind, and everything that it controls, it can like feel. I don't understand how like um, when Will like sees the Mind Flayer like on the field, and the Mind Flayer like gets into Will. I don't understand how that giant thing could fit inside of Will. Well, I think that it's not so much that it all fits inside of Will so much as it just becomes a part of him. Huh. Like, you know, the main mind flare isn't inside Will, but kind of its its tendrils are. You know, its roots have kind of grown into him, uh, which is really interesting because it's like, I find Will to be an interesting character in season two because he's kind of stuck between these two worlds. Yeah. So, you know, things that are in the normal world affect him and then things that are in the upside down also affect him often at the same time. So I think that's that's a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. It, when we first saw, like, in, like, first time in season two, when we first saw um, Will... Well, actually, I think it was at the end of season one when he was in the bathroom, like, spitting up the slug. Yeah. Um, When we saw that, we were like, whoa, like, that's weird. Like, what's going to happen? Like, that's insane. Right. And then in season two, we're like, oh, he's, like, in the upside down? Oh, that's, that's weird. He has, like, true sight or whatever that's called. Yeah, all the uh, the D and D references yeah. are really funny. Do they have to like pay D and D? Possibly. Well, I th- I think that they actually wound up changing some of it. Um, like I think the Veil of Shadows in D and D is something different, which you know I should know because I'm a huge nerd and I've played D and D, but I haven't actually you know <laughs> memorized the uh, the the player's handbook. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a nerd too. It's okay. Right, right. We are all nerds here. I'm, I am positive everybody listening to this right now is also a nerd. Shout Thank out you, to, my nerd friends. Shout out to all the nerds out there. Whoop, whoop. Thumbs up to you. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, the demo, the demodogs also in season yeah. two. The demodogs, like, when I first saw uh, Dart, I was like... I thought it was a polywog too. Like I know this has something to do with the upside down. Like they were saying that like the the species that's most like this like lives down south in like South America. How did it like get up here? And I'm like maybe the demogorgon like brought it up somehow or maybe something. But no, it ends up that dart is like a little demogorgon. A little baby demogorgon. Yeah, yep. Little baby demogorgon. Uh huh. It's it's also like so sweet how dart and. Dustin formed such a close relationship with each other over like nougat. Right. <laughs> like that's all that's all Dart loves Dustin for nougat and then candy and <laughs> Right. He just wants him for the nougat. Yes. Yeah. Just for the, the three musketeers bars. Delicious. And can you blame him? Because three musketeer bars are awesome. They're not as good as Milky Way. And they're yeah. as good as stickers. If Dustin happened to have a Milky Way bar in his pocket instead of a uh, Three Musketeers bar. 
What do you think he would have named him? Star. Star. It's so dark. Now we've the topic has come to candy bars. Um, <laughs> like I guess technically Milky Way is nougat though because it's like nougat yeah. mixed with like caramelly like stuff. But that's like it's like a it's like a mix between a Snickers and a uh, Three Musketeers. But that's off off topic. But anyways, <laughs> uh, anyways. The wonder of candy bars. Yes. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about Eleven. So your favorite character. Yes. 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 Yep. Uh, now, Eleven and Mike have a very special friendship. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? I think they're really cute together. When they first met, like, they, like you could Im- immediately tell that, like, oh, they're going to have some kind of bond that is, like, unbreakable. And there is that time where, like, Eleven accidentally hurt, like, Lucas and, like, Mike was, like, really mad and everything. But you could immediately tell that's, that um, they were going to be really close. And then, of course, in season two, at the snowball, they kiss. Well, they they kiss in season one, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it isn't even really a kiss. It's like a really quick, like, not actual kiss. It's, it's kind like, of a peck. It's kind of a peck. Yeah. Uh, when Millie Bobby Brown, like, in the season two at the snowball, when they kissed, like, it was, like, the first, like, actual kiss in the season. Well, other than, like, Nancy and, like, but other than that, with, like... Eleven and Mike. Millie Bobby Brown like walked off the set and she was like literally like, Ew, that kissing is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd heard that in season one when they first kissed. When, you know, Mike pecks. Gives gives her a, a peck. Kiss. It was barely a kiss. But um I had heard that uh, Millie Bobby Brown's father was actually there. Like watching the tape. Like I'm so proud. <laughs> well, I think it was more like he was like, Okay, this guy's kissing my daughter now. Not sure how I feel about that. We thought it was growing up so fast. I'm not ready. <laughs> the friendship amongst the boys, too, yeah. is is really great. It's like almost like they're brothers. It, yeah. It's such a close relationship. Like, they arrive at school together. Like, when me and my friends get to school, like, we, like, wait. Like, we wait for each other and... And we're like, oh, hi. And then we, like, talk to our other friends. But no, they just come to school at the same time with each other. Well, except for when, like, Will is, like, dying. Right. Of, like, illness and Demogorgon-ness. But anyways, um, (laughs) they just have such a close relationship. It's like, you would expect them to be brothers. Like, all, like, just brothers. Like, you would expect Mike and Nancy to have a closer relationship since they're siblings, but no. Yeah. Because they're, like, boy and girl, and they're, like, completely, like, Nancy's in, like, high school, and they're in middle school. But still, they have such a close bond. Uh, One of the things that I find really interesting about Stranger Things is that there is a lot about it that is about parents and their children. Like, Joyce and poor Joyce she's gone poor Joyce so much stress in her life I know I know right like first of all she married a horrible man she like had kids and that was great and then she like got a divorce with her horrible man which like she left him and that's great but it was like really stressful and then her son goes missing like practically dies and she has to bring him back to life and then her son gets sick again her boyfriend dies in front of her eyes, eaten alive. Like, this poor woman. Yeah, yeah. And poor Bob. Poor Bob. Yeah. He just, I feel like in Stranger Things, characters with the name that starts with B die. Like, Barb, Bob. Next is Billy. Uh, well, we can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Billy's an interesting character. I don't like Billy. Um, no. Like, he's a, he's a good character. It really adds another layer to the show. But I would never want to know him or meet him or see him in real life. Like, no. 
when he flirts with Mike's mom, it's just the most un like the most like unbearable scene. You're like, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's like, why does he have to flirt with like a married woman? I mean, I mean, it's true that Mike's dad is like a horrible father who's like he doesn't even care about his children. He's like, our children don't live here anymore. You know that, right? <laughs> he doesn't even care that they're like go- been gone for a while. And yeah, he's entirely clueless. In the first season, the like, police, yeah, yeah, the police were talking to him about you know eleven, eleven, and he's and like, he's like I would have known if there was a girl staying here, and my son with a girl, Psst, no way. It's like you think you know everything, and you think that your son will never get a girlfriend. Pretty much. And your son will never be friends with girls. It's like, are you real? Are you for real? Well, it's pretty clear also that, like, nobody likes Mike's dad. No. It's not like, not at all. Like, he's he's sleeping, Even, you know, on the lazy boy in the living room. Mike's, like, yeah. when Mike is showing Eleven around the house in season one, they go up to the lazy boy, and Mike's like, yeah, this is where my dad sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> like, in season two, when Dustin goes to Mike's house because, like, he hasn't seen Mike in, like, days, and he's like, where's Mike? And then, like, Mike's dad is like... He's not home. Don't you know our kids don't live here, boy? And Dustin is like, you're no help. Like, Right, right. And then, like, swears. And then... He's like, language. And he's like, language. It's like, nobody likes you. Yeah, it's like, nobody likes you, dude. <laughs> like, nobody likes you, like... Right, right. Don't get all worked up about it. Nobody likes you. It's true. Yeah, like one of the other really interesting kind of parent-child relationships, mm-hmm. kind of pseudo-parent-child relationships, is uh, is Dustin and Dart. Dustin like cherishes his little his little slug friend, and it's like it's like father and son, and then like and then like Dart goes rogue and rebels and like goes and then they have this sweet relationship when they're in the tunnels and it's just so sweet yeah the relationship between dustin and dart is what saves them in the tunnels because he's able to talk to dart and dart still trusts him and he feeds him some nougat and dart lets them go on their way i still don't understand though how dustin isn't mad at dart for eating his mother's cat (laughs) Um, like i would be pretty mad at my slug pet demon if they ate my cat or my dog or goldfish or whatever right or any pet well i mean you know that's something about that that relationship though that even when the child quote-unquote child has done something terrible you still care about them true but i just have to say (laughs) What happens to the turtle that Dustin had that he takes out of the cage, the right, terrarium right. to put Dart in? Like, what happened to that turtle? Did he get eaten too? I don't know. I would hope that the turtle's shell would have done been enough, and but, that you know Dart would have gone after you know the soft target of the cat. The poor, the poor cat. <laughs> the poor cat. It's like mew mew. Dustin's mom was like mew mew. Where are you? And then like, and then she gets a new cat and she calls it Mewtwo. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a Pokemon. Mewtwo? Yeah, Mewtwo is a Pokemon. There you go. Pokemon reference for people who love Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of references. The show takes place in the 80s. and um, Like yeah. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Lots of Ghostbusters, yep. <gasps> so many Ghostbusters. Uh, wasn't there another movie that was referenced? There are lots of movies that are referenced. Like, I'm trying to um, think Poltergeist of... is in there. Yes, yes. Like when Mike's little baby sister like is at Julius's house and she like 
follows the lights, and she, like, looks like the girl from Poltergeist, you know, like, about, like, about, like, four or five, you know, pig, long pigtails. Yep, yep. Very Poltergeist, even though I've never seen Poltergeist. Yeah, I yeah. Just, everybody knows it. It's true. It's one of those things where, like, you don't have to see it, but you just know it. It's just part of the culture. It's just part of the culture. Yeah. You can, like have not seen Ghostbusters and gotten the Ghostbuster references. Like, right. You could have not been like a huge fan of Ghostbusters and you absolutely hate Ghostbusters and you don't want to listen to the music or see it and you still know it. Yeah. You still know it very well. I think one of my like favorite one-off references was, uh, so Bob is played by Sean Astin, uh, who is amazing and oh, you've yeah. seen it in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about, the... Um, Pirate treasure? Pirate treasure, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when he's trying to help them find out where the X on Will's map, well, tunnel map is, and he, like, asks them as a joke, what's at the X, pirate treasure? Right. And of course, it's a reference <laughs> to the Goonies when he's, he's the, like, the main character. Right. He's the main child, and, you know, pirate treasure is, like, spot on to... Yeah. <laughs> That's what Goonies is all about, it's basically. Like the, it's yeah, like finding the treasure at the X, even though there isn't an X in Goonies. It's just right, like, right. Also, doesn't he play like what is Frodo's friend's name from Lord of the Rings? Oh, Sam, Samwise Sam, Gamgee. Yes, yes. yes. Even, I don't think there are any references. I don't there, think so. There might be some hidden references that we just can't spot that are very hard to spot, but you you can tell that it's him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Face. That face, yeah. You can tell by... Sean Astin just has this amazingly sweet personality. Yes. Like, just in his face, it's it's amazing. When I heard that he was going to be joining the cast, it's like, that's going to be neat. Let's see what happens. Oh, he dies. And Yeah, that's so sad. It is so sad. It's like... It's the saddest part of season two. It's like, why? You why you do this to Joyce? Why did you have to do this, Bob, so that he dies? Because his name starts with a B. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't you have named him Chuck or... Charles. Charles. Charlie. 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 Charlie would have been good. Can we also talk about the um, woman who plays Joyce? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so her name is Winona Ryder. Yes. Uh, she's amazing. She was a huge star back in the 80s and early 90s when uh, she was a teenager. And when uh, she played, what is her name? Lydia. Lydia in... Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yep. Yes. That is a very good movie. Like, you can tell it's her and... Winona Ryder, when she acts, she usually um, is in, like, a lot of, like, things that have, like, horror or scary things in it. Like, of yeah. course... Beetlejuice? Yes, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, forgot Beetle, I forgot the name of Beetlejuice. It's okay. Of course, like, Beetlejuice is, like, I mean, it's hilarious, but it's incredibly, like, like spooky and frightening. Can I just say, I hate when in Beetlejuice, like, the ghosts, I don't remember their names exactly, they, like, stretch out their faces. Yep. <laughs> and wasn't, like, Winona Ryder, like, didn't she, like, steal from a store and that's oh, how she went downhill? Uh, yeah, so what happened was that she was really the it girl for a while. She was getting all sorts of parts. Mm -hmm. She was known for being kind of gothy at first, but then kind of transferred. Lydia. Yep, but then kind of, you know, became more of an ingenue, kind of a, you know, a young woman uh, love interest sort of thing. And then she, yeah, she was caught shoplifting clothes from a department store. That's sad. It is sad. And the thing is, is that, 
she didn't shoplift them because she needed money. She didn't shoplift them because she wanted to wear them. I think she actually wound up throwing them away. There's, you know, a thing called kleptomania where uh, you have a compulsion to steal things. It's sad. It is sad. Um, so, you know, she went to court and had a trial. I believe she was given community service. Well, that's and not that bad, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not you like know, going to prison, which is like... I think they really did recognize that she had a problem. And so, like, we just can't punish her. She's not trying to be bad. Like, she just has she, there's something that's just wrong that, you know, she just needs help with. And yeah, yeah. But, you know, something like that happens and you stop getting down. hired to play parts. And so she hadn't really been in much. She was actually, mm-hmm. she played Spock's mother in the first Star Trek movie that J.J. Abrams did. But she was doing kind of little bit parts until she came she on came Things. on to Stranger Things. And, and actually she's a great character. She is. She's and on like my top five. Yeah, yeah. Joyce is amazing. <laughs> One of the things that really drew me to Stranger Things when I first found out about it was that it was Winona Ryder. So it's like, yeah, I'm totally down for this. Let's do this. Yeah. So because Stranger Things like would be so much different without Joyce and Winona Ryder, like, Winona Ryder does such a good job at playing Joyce, and Joyce is just an amazing character. She, um, at, at the beginning, she's made to look like she's crazy, and then she is not. She's, she's like, really honest, and she's really, like, she's that kind of stubborn and headstrong, but she really knows what she's talking about, and it's just a great character. Yeah, she's an incredibly strong person. I mean, you know, we see her doubting herself every now and then. Um, Maybe I am crazy. Maybe I am. Maybe this is all in my head. But then she sticks with it. She sticks with her gut. Yeah, I mean, we see Joyce doubting herself when Lonnie is at the the kid's dad. Oh, Lonnie. Yeah, Uh... when Lonnie comes back. Lonnie's like the worst. Like Lonnie is the worst. Lonnie and Billy are like the worst people. It's Pl- true. Like they're they're like the like the rudest, most evil people. Like I mean, Mike's dad is like horrible, but he's bad <laughs> in a different way. I'm like talking about the other type of bad people. Yeah. Who are like they like swear they don't care about people's feelings. They're like incredibly mean and selfish. Yeah, Lonnie's terrible. And, you know, and one of the reasons he's terrible is that he he shows up and basically has Joyce doubting herself, you know, and thinking that 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 she might be crazy. And it isn't until Joyce discovers that the reason he's there is basically to sue the people that own the quarry that Will's body was supposedly found in, that she realizes that he's not there for her. He's not there for Jonathan. He is there for himself. He's not even there for Will. He's not even there to, like, help find Will, help comfort their family. He's there for the money. Yeah, exactly. He's so selfish. Yeah. it's And, like, when Joyce is like, I saw it in the wall. It was right there. I saw it. It, I saw Will, and I heard Will through the lights, which sounds kind of crazy. It does sound crazy. It does sound crazy. But he's not (laughs) even, like, being like, okay, let's see if it's really crazy or not. He's, like, straight up, like, in her face, like, you are going insane. You need help. You are hurting Jonathan. Yeah. Like, no, you're the one hurting Jonathan. (laughs) You scarred Jonathan for life. Joyce is a good mom, and you're just bad dad. Yeah. 
Well, you know, one of the interesting things about Joyce, particularly in the first season, is that a lot of it is her trying to make everything look normal. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, that she, you know, she's struggling. She's having a hard time taking care of her kids mm-hmm. on her own uh, when she has to work all the time and whatnot. And, you know, she's someone who is a really anxious person. And she's always trying to make it look like everything is fine. And which that's, everybody does that. Which it's true. Everybody but does that. She's going to an extreme because yeah. everything that she does seems really crazy, like extremely crazy, and she just has to cover it all up. Right. And so, like, it kind of stresses her out. Remember when, you know, um, Mike's mom and Mike's little sister um, brought over, like, a casserole? Yeah. She didn't want to let them in because she didn't want them to think she was crazy. Right, right. Um, but she didn't want to be rude. Like, she's a nice person, and she tries to cover up her tracks. Like, she's like, I don't want to look crazy. I don't want to be, like, I don't want them to think I'm crazy, but I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be rude, like, my husband or my right. ex-husband. Right, right. And at that point, she had already put up all the Christmas lights. Yeah. And so, you know, that was already so going to look, you know, slightly Looney Tunes right and, there. And the tar on the wall, like, that's hard to get off. Like, yeah. you have to, like, redo the wall. You have to redo the paint on right, the wall. Right, Well, I think or that the she had put up the letters after that. No, she put them up at the I think. I, I don't know. Um, Either way. Let's not worry about it. Let's yeah, not argue yeah. about it. Let's talk about Dustin. Let's talk, talk about Dustin. Let's Dustin talk. is awesome. Dustin is like also one of my top five favorite characters. I actually yes. I have a lot of top five favorite <laughs> characters. I can't read them all. Might you have like ten top five favorite characters? Maybe a bit more. <laughs> um, but Dustin, he's hilarious. He just says and does a lot of funny things, and he's like really he's really sweet. Like he is like so kind to Dart and. He's hilarious, like, when Eleven, like, lifts Will up from the, what is it called? Uh, the quarry. The quarry. And, like, saves their lives and, like, chases the, bu- like, gets the bullies away. Dustin's like, you better run. She's crazy. She squeezed your tiny bladder and made you pee all over. <laughs> and when he, like, makes those purring noises. Yes, yes. I wish I could do that. I know. Yeah. Like my brother can. Yeah. Your brother Colby can totally do that. But totally I, can. I, I, Edit no. out his name. I've actually mentioned him on this show before. Okay. I haven't mentioned you on the show before. And now you're here. Yay. My name's Josette Maxim, daughter of Eileen Maxim. Yep. Follow me on Twitter, even though I don't have a Twitter account. Maybe Instagram, <laughs> even though I don't have an Instagram account. Anyways. Yes. For everyone at home, Josette is my daughter. Uh, which is how she got this gig. Don't so give, don't give out my age, don't. Okay, well, you know, you're basically the same age as the kids in the, Stranger Things. Well, the actors are like they that um kids. Their ages range from like twelve to like fifteen. Mm. Noah, who plays Will, is like twelve, and like who's the kid who plays Lucas? I don't remember his name. He's Let like. Me- He's like 14 or 15. I can look it up. And Millie sec. Bobby Brown is 13. The kids in the show, like in season one. Caleb. Caleb McLaughlin. Yes. Yes. The characters, though, they're like they're like 11. The characters are 11 or 12 in the first season. And in the second season, they're like 13. Because it like goes through like a year. Because it goes from like Christmas to like Halloween and stuff. Yep. So another really interesting relationship is the relationship between Hopper and Eleven. And that also is a is a parent child relationship. Yes. 
Um, at the end of season two, uh, the doctor from the lab, uh-huh. uh, Hawkins Lab, gives Hopper a birth certificate, a birth certificate that him. has him on there as her father. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Like, I totally think that, like, Eleven's full name is Jane Eleven Hopper. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is her full name. First name Jane. Middle name Eleven. Last name Hopper. Yeah. Hopper. And she goes by her middle name. She goes by her middle name. Yeah, L some, for short. Some people do that. Exactly. So yeah, so that's a really great relationship between the yeah. two of them. Because you have Eleven, who's never really had... Discipline. Well, discipline, She's had like yeah. intense discipline that's like <laughs> so unfair. It doesn't. It's not even discipline, it's just torture. Yeah. That like doesn't even teach her any lessons. Like, um, And then Hopper is like, he's... Uh, very stressed out a lot, and he has, of course, flashbacks to his, like, actual biological daughter and his wife, and it's yeah. horrible. Um, he's under so much stress, and it causes Eleven to stress, and can I just say that Eleven just really needs to learn, like, discipline, and also Hopper needs to learn not to mess with a child who can, like, move things and with her, her mind, he needs to, like, deal with that and find a way, and she needs to learn. Yeah. Well, all of this is very standard, like, parent and teenager sort of stuff. Except that she's acting like a three-year-old. <laughs> she's acting Sometimes like... teenagers act like three-year-olds. Yeah. She, like, screams and shatters the window, and she runs away from home yeah. to go find... She runs away from home first uh, to just to be rebellious. Right. Like, I'm going to do something for once. And then the <laughs> second time, she goes to find her actual biological mom. Yeah. Um, which is a really important part of building her character, but still, she runs away from home. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of understand where Eleven's coming from, yeah. because she spent her whole life locked up in that hospital, and now she's spending her whole life locked up in that cabin. So you can kind of understand why she would be kind of tired of it all. Yeah, even though she's not being experimented on in the cabin. Right. And she has egos, which yep. she's very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still like she's isolated. She has barely anyone to talk to when Hop like she has no one to talk to yeah. when Hopper's away. And when Hopper's here, he's usually like busy or like making very small talk with her. And she just loves her TV. Uh, yeah. And that's why she's so upset when the TV breaks. Oh, when when Hopper breaks it. Yeah. Yeah. When Hopper breaks the TV, she's, like, so mad. It's like, that yeah. was my only friend. That was my only look at the outside world. You're grounded for being my father. Yeah. <laughs> she's never really had a good parental figure that no. is, like, Hopper might have some issues, but he's, like, fairly good parental figure. Yeah, she, yeah. He, she, he's the only actually good parent she's ever had. It's true. In her whole life, so she doesn't know how to, like, deal with, like, discipline and everything. Because she mistakes discipline for torture. Because right. Because her papa, quotation marks, was, like, evil. Like, pure evil to her. Yep. And she ends up killing him. Wait, no. Doesn't the Demogorgon kill him? It's it's unclear as to whether or not he's actually dead. Because... I remember seeing him die, though. I remember seeing him die, too. But then, uh, during that episode... During, 
<laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but during that episode where uh, she went to Chicago to go and find her sister. Oh, yeah. They talked to that guy who used to work at the lab, and he said that he would take her to him. To him. Yeah. And I have no idea now. she said, he's dead. And he's like, no, no, he isn't. She's so, like, I killed him. And he's like, no, I've like I talked to him in like two days. He's not dead. It's like, I swear he's not dead. I swear to my whole life. And then like, oh my gosh. Eleven's sister, well, sister, mm-hmm. um, eight, or is it like Car- Kay- Kali? Kaylee? Let's just call her eight because that's her number. Um, She's a bad influence. She's a for, terrible influence. Like, she's she can be like sweet and all. Like, when they first meet, they're like, she's like, I finally feel whole. I finally feel like I have true family. You're like, I need you. And then she, like, she tells Eleven, bring out your anger. We can kill them and stuff. And that's horrible. Yeah. Like, she never really liked killing people in the first place. Especially not killing animals because that cat, that poor cat. Yeah, yeah. She never really liked, unless, like, her life depended on it or she was, like, really horrified she didn't like killing that's why she was so like especially if they had like a family or they actually like meant something they actually meant something to someone like when she killed at the season finale of season one um when she killed the people who worked at hawkins lab at when they were in the high school mm-hmm. when like their eyes and ears were like bleeding uh-huh. um she didn't really she wasn't really afraid to do that because they had hurt her really badly and they didn't mean anything they weren't something they were like they didn't have a family they weren't important but when there's the um guy who he had daughters he he was sorry that he he was sorry about everything she didn't hurt him because he was sorry he had a family yeah and it's really it's really important that 11 Mm -hmm. maintain you know this this sense of morality the sense of right and wrong because she's someone who is incredibly powerful. Huh. She can't even control it most of the time. Like, yeah. she shatters windows when she's upset. Yeah. It's like, and she threw Lucas, like, onto, like, pure metal. Like, yeah. he probably got, like, a concussion from that. You know, she's she's very dangerous. And, she's you know. She's a weapon. No. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she's well, been, she's been trained she's, as yeah. a weapon. She's yeah, exactly. trained as a weapon. She's been, like brought up to be like dangerous and a yeah. weapon and unable to control her, her power so that she can kill yeah. and destroy and she just can't really control like her abilities like yeah it's especially, really especially with her temper yeah and it's really important that she learns. she learn yeah which is why it's it's really important that that hopper is there with her hopper. yeah yeah so let's talk about nancy and jonathan or steve both <laughs> Jonathan and Steve. That's an interesting little love triangle there. So, like, original, like originally, like, Nancy and Steve are, like, a total couple, and they're, like, popular, and, like, the kind of couple that everybody wants to be. The popular, the, like, they always stay together, and they stick together, and they, like, they tell everyone what they want to do. Like, they're in charge. But with Nancy and Jonathan, like, that's, like, an actually, like, I think that Jonathan and Nancy is a healthier relationship just because Jonathan is kind of brutal. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just, it's an interesting love triangle. 
It is. It is. Well, I think that it, it's pretty clear that that Nancy, when it comes to Jonathan versus Steve, that she loves Jonathan. Yeah, she like it's like true love. It's like yeah. They've been through so much together, and they love each other, but Steve is just, like, that cute guy that's just there, and it's like, oh, I should date him. Well, Steve gets a lot better. Yeah. He, you know, especially in season two. He, like, in season one, he was, like... Yeah, he, he was he was pretty much of a jerk. I mean, yeah, there, there was obviously jerk. kind of a good part of him because, you know, he, he actually cared about... Nancy uh, about Nancy and Jonathan and right, what Jonathan right. was going through. Right, and you know he hung out with some bad people. Uh huh. Like those are terrible people. Like why would you be friends with such mean people? Yeah. I mean, like sure you can be like you're friends with them at first and it's all fine, but you have to realize that they aren't good at yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible people. Like, I can totally see, like, Billy hanging out with them, for instance. Yeah, like, Billy is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he... Billy's the worst. <laughs> he was fine if he hit the, like, Mike, Dustin, and Lucas. Like, he was like, Max, those your friends? And she's like, no, why? And then he's like, oh, if, if they're not your friends, you wouldn't mind if I hit them. It's if like, I run them over with my car. Yeah, yeah. With my sick car. It's like... No, don't. They're people. Like, don't you don't do that to people. And he just doesn't mind. And then they get out of the way. And then it's good. Yeah. And so, then he's like, lucky I didn't hit them in like this manner. Yeah. So what do you think about Max? Max is an interesting new addition. I d- didn't expect. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why uh, Eleven doesn't really like Max because like I I don't know her and she's like. The well, Eleven's really, she's really jealous because oh, like, Max is able to be, you know, there with Mike. And she's like, Mike is mine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's 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 a little questionable as to whether that relationship is entirely healthy um, because she does seem a little obsessed with him. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't touch my boyfriend. Yeah, but but yeah, I think that, that Max is a really great character. Yeah. She's not like a, a Mary Sue. Yeah. She has flaws. She's like she'd be kind of mean at some points. Like, yeah, she she's a a really well drawn character. Yeah, you know she's got complexity to her. Uh, she's in- interesting to watch. Yeah, um, and she's good at skateboarding. She's great at skateboarding. She's also a ginger. All gingers you can trust. I don't know where you got that, but okay, because you can, <laughs> you, you can, because gingers are amazing. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, so there's going to be a season three. There is. Yeah. It's confirmed? It's confirmed. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> well, I'm telling you now. I get your live reaction on finding out there's going to be a season three. I was like, after we first watched season two, I'm like, if there isn't a season three, then I'm going to hate Stranger Things for like the rest <laughs> of my life because like there needs to be like continuous seasons or like needs to be like more than like eight. Right. It wouldn't feel complete without like eight or, or ten seasons. Well, I mean, when the first season ended up, th- there were, were a lot of... Questions. Yeah, yeah. So many... Qu- there are also a lot of questions at the end of season two, like, what's up with the mind flare at the end? Just like... Yeah. 
Well, it's a little bit more tied up at the end of season two, you know? Yeah, because, you know, you have more questions answered. Yeah. You just still have some. And there are more questions that have come. Like, yeah. Most of the questions from season one have been answered, uh, like, almost all. But there are more questions, like, what's up with the Mind Flare? Who's going to be possessed or taken next? Like, it can't just be Will. Right. Like, you can't just have Will be like, oh, he's possessed now again, or he's taken, and it's just Will, Will, Will. Yeah. Will Will definitely needs a break from being the punching bag of this show. It's like, and, and, and that stresses Joyce out that yeah. he keeps on like getting like taken or possessed or by demons I call the Demogorgon demon don't say anything about it <laughs> anyways but it can't just be will 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 you're hurt will yeah. you're taken will you're possessed they have to have something happen to someone else or something else like it can't yeah. always be a person it can't always be a place or an object right like, if it was just like will is having visions of like what the mind flare is seeing it's like no it's like you've already done that it's like you've Can done we do something different now yeah um mm. like maybe something to do with a newer character maybe like max or something to do with slightly older character that we don't know very well like eleven's mom or eleven's family do you think billy might be redeemed no <laughs> are you sure uh yes <laughs> he's probably gonna die because his name starts with b that's true <laughs> that's so true because like in stranger things characters with their names start with b they die like you know that 11 is not gonna die and max is not gonna die and mike is not gonna die and will even will you did you know he's not gonna die because you know barb died and her name starts with b well there wasn't really a pattern yet but yeah yeah <laughs> They established the pattern in, in season two. Because yeah. of Bob. Of Bob. Poor Bob. And then they added Billy, and Billy is like a complete jerk, and it's like, he's probably going to die. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they might make us care about him before he dies. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that idea. Like, I was fine caring about Steve, because Steve had some some feelings in him. He had some love in him. Yeah. But Billy has, like, none. Like, 0.00%. And his dad is, like, abusive to him, so... And I don't think his dad's gonna change anytime soon. Because he's not a really major character. I mean, He could become a major character. He's a very tiny character. But, like, if there was, like, a scale of, like, height for, like, depending on, like, how major the character is, like, Billy might be, like... He's not, like, a huge character. He's just, um... A big part of like Max in, but he's like a fairly big character in season two. He'd be like as tall as like a can of hairspray. <laughs> Just thinking. And then his dad is like the size of an ant. Gotcha. So random. I've heard that there's going to be a time jump going time. into season three because all of the kids are growing up. Yeah. You know, they're growing up really fast, so they can't just do, like, a year-by-year thing. So they're going to to do a time jump. And then when it comes back, the kids will probably be in high school, maybe. Uh, Maybe Nancy and and Jonathan will be in college. It'll be interesting. But we'll barely get to see them. I know. It'll be sad. Maybe Billy won't even be in college. He'll just be, like, he'll have such bad grades (laughs) that he'll just be staying at home and, yeah. Well, it could be that, you know, they might do the same sort of thing with, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if you remember what they did. When when Buffy graduates from high school, 
she goes to college and they they all well not all of them she and willow go to college at uh uc sunnydale uh-huh which apparently has always been there nearby but they just never really talked about it very much uh-huh so they kept following them in college because the college was basically at the same place as high school yay so maybe they'll do something like that uh, maybe they won't go to college maybe they'll get jobs and work uh in hawkins maybe it'll just be a uh, college near so that they can we see the characters and not just like nancy jonathan uh steve billy are all states away yep or yep. a state away or a city away or whatever yeah so it'll be interesting Mm-hmm. Um, but if the uh, the creators of Stranger Things like came up yeah. to you and said, Josie, we want you to write the main arc for season three, what would you do? Well, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Because I like the idea of having the college like in Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we get to see the high school characters and everything. I'm not sure about how we how you would incorporate the upside down into it because you can't just have Will 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 and it's always been Will but you need something different. So I'm like maybe like Max but how would it include Max? How would Max be like the victim and we can't just have them be possessed again or taken again. Yeah, it's they definitely need to do something different. Yeah, like we have to incorporate the Upside down, though. Cause right, right. Because, like, like, the upside is down is, like, the main part. Yeah, It's, yeah. like, you can't have Stranger Things with the upside down. It's, like, the most iconic part about it. And the Demogorgon, but yeah. Demogorgon's flower face. Yeah, you definitely have to figure out some way to keep the upside down in it without it feeling repetitive. And then the show would just get boring, and I'd completely dump it. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the first and second season, I, like, rewatch those. Yeah, Binge yeah. watch, but... Maybe somehow there's, like, something from the Upside Down disguised as a new kid at school. Hmm. But how would they get out of the Upside Down when the gate is closed? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe something that was left behind. Yeah, that could be it. Like, a uh, demo dog or Demogorgon that, like, w- didn't get in there in time? Supposedly all the Demogorgons and Demodogs are part of the Mind Flare, so that when the Mind Flare was cut off, they all died. Maybe a demodog with special abilities, like open a small hole in the gate and disguise itself as a human. Maybe, maybe they find the body of a demodog and decide to clone it. Oh, the one in the freezer. Oh, the one in the freezer. Yeah. That could be the gun on the mantelpiece. Wait, what? You know what the gun on the mantelpiece is, right? No. There's a saying that in a in a play. If, uh-huh. if somebody takes a gun and puts it on the mantelpiece uh, in the first act, at some point in the second act, that gun has to go off. So they put the demodog into the freezer. And it leaves. <laughs> well, they put the demodog into the freezer. Yeah. And that is basically, you know, a plot point yeah. that they've set up. Yeah, I like this. Maybe they can, like, you know, combine its DNA with, like... Another animal? Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe like there's, like, a new, like, um like, there's not a new laboratory, but there's people experimenting. Yeah. And they, like, like, Joyce, like, finds it in her freezer, and she's, like, the kids must have put it here. I have to, like, throw <laughs> it out. And they, like, and she, like, put it in, like, a trash bag, threw it out, because they, she knew it was dead. 
because you know well i think dustin probably would have taken it at some point oh yeah like yeah. dustin takes it and he puts it in like he has it in like a trash bag uh-huh. and his mom like finds it, it's like oh mew 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 too it look at this trash i'm gonna <laughs> throw it away <laughs> and instead he put it outside and then the people find like it government people government people like, who are expensive. grab it want it for like you know it's to make a weapon or something yeah they're like we don't have any more experimental children and the gate is closed. Yeah. So we've got this stomach dog DNA. Yeah. And then they incorporate into like like dog DNA or pig DNA or rabbit DNA. Oh, maybe like a dog. They incorporate into <laughs> dog DNA, and then like the dog gets loose, and then one of the main characters adopts the dog, and then just the weird things happen, and they're like. What's happening? And then, like, and then eventually, like, the demo dog is like turns it fully into like a demo dog. I like that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. I have no idea what they're actually gonna do though. So, yeah. uh, we'll have to wait and It'll be very interesting. Yes, it will. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Josette. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We are very happy to have you. Thank you for listening to the Hopeless Fancast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hopeless Fancast on our Facebook page, The Hopeless Fancast, and find all of our episodes on hopelessfancast.com. If you enjoy our show, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash thehopelessfancast to find out more. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.